0: What's up, fellas? Welcome to the Grown Man Project. I'm your host, Kurt Kersey, and today's show is the final part four of a four-part series on the Enneagram with our amazing guest and awesome executive coach, Jason Daly of Anchored Leadership. Over the last few episodes, we've been diving into all things Enneagram, so if you haven't listened to the three previous episodes in this series, go back and give them a listen. In this episode, we're talking all about applying what you learn about yourself through the Enneagram so you can be more of who you were created to be, build more meaningful relationships, and do business with anything that might be holding you back. Don't forget that you can take the Enneagram assessment totally free by going to growmanproject.com slash tools. If you want to learn more about Jason Daly and his work or reach out to him, you can go to anchoredleadership.com or shoot him an email at jason at anchoredleadership.com. Let's dig into this final episode in our Enneagram series. Now that we've kind of uh, understood at a high level what the Enneagram is, maybe started to identify even uh, what type we are or started to at least Uh, have a little bit of a moment of of, uh, introspection to understand ourselves a little bit better, even if you don't go that deep on the Enneagram specifically, but you've listened to this podcast and you've realized, gosh, okay, I learned a few things about myself just by having Jason kind of hold up the mirror for a moment. Uh, What do we do with that? Like, where do we go once we start to realize some of those things about ourselves? I mean,
1: there's a lot of places to go. And I think more than anything, and Kurt, you've laid this out really well, and I, I agree with you, is that the Enneagram, is a, it's a vehicle. It really is. I mean, is it the best? I don't, I don't know. It's been the most powerful for me, along with counseling. We'll talk maybe a little bit about coaching versus counseling and how they can complement each other. More than anything, though, I would encourage, encourage anyone listening is to uh, keep, keep the spirit of self-discovery. So uh, let me give you like some questions and here's my homework for you. Write down these questions because this will give you a little bit more insight into yourself and and maybe even some clarity around the Enneagram too. So this is what I do if I'm leading someone through a typing interview. So hour-long conversation to help get them in the right zip code. So here are the questions. Number one, what are three to five words that would describe you at your best? Next question three to five words that those who know you best would use. Notice if there's commonality. Notice if there's a difference. What frustrates you most about yourself? Not, what did your wife tell you last week that she can't stand about you? <laughs> <laughs> what frustrates you most about yourself? And then maybe the, th- the fourth one for clarification would be, um, I'll shorten it to four, uh, think back to your early 20s if you're no longer in your early 20s. How does ha- who you are or how you show up now contrast to how you were in your early 20s? A lot of times mm. our type structure, as we call it, is still getting into place in our early 20s. So I would say my most sevenness was co- in college and right after graduate school, so yeah. mid-20s. Um, I'm less of a seven now at 38, almost 39
0: years old than what I was when I was 26. Promise you that. That's fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fascinating because I have a strong seven wing. Um, uh, and when I look back at like, especially even, even maybe back to like high school days, I mean, I was almost a pure seven. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that a lot of my eightness that now is very much more central to who I am showed up that much in yeah. those days.
1: Yeah. 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 And, which, by the way, brings up a few points. So as you go through your discovery process for anybody, you've highlighted a few things I think are great talking points. Let me try to bullet these. Yeah. We all have one dominant type. So our type never changes. You only get mm. one type. That's all you get. So when someone's like, I'm an eight or I'm a three, five, seven, it's like, mm, no, that doesn't, that doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> you got some discoveries yeah, to do, it's like brother. Some more
1: work <laughs> to do. That's right. Which is fine. Yeah. Now, what might happen, yeah. Kurt, like what you said is maybe you learn more things about yourself that truly reveals what your dominant type has been all along, mm. you know, it's like mm-hmm. as we get to know ourselves more, so it's like, oh, in my early twenties, I may have behaved like a like a um, a type three or a type seven. Yeah. Now, as I know myself more, I can look back and see in hindsight, I'm probably closer to a type eight, or you know, whatever you could fill in the blank. Yep. And so that's why the discovery process, I would say, is as valuable as actually knowing whatever your stinking type is. Truly. Now, once we know our types, yeah. then yeah, then that's you really
0: go ahead. Yeah, no, I I was just gonna say like that's really interesting. I I love I love how you described that because uh, I mentioned uh, in a, in an earlier section of this series that I thought I was a three when I first kind of read through everything because I was identifying you know the three is the achiever. I was identifying more with my eight Mm. right of the challenger and kind of getting those two confused what was helpful for me was understanding kind of wings and understanding kind of that 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 interaction and looking back at what i was doing when i was thought i was a three as i would look back at high school or college i'm like man i really wasn't a three then though like that didn't Mm. really make sense and so it helped me understand well i probably have some seven in me so i started looking at six and eight and realized holy cow okay i'm de- i'm i'm an eight i was i was understanding parts of the three that are similar to an eight but really man the, the eight nailed it and so mm-hmm. i think i love that question of that discovery process really helped me just learn a ton about how i'm wired and what the uh, what the the, the journey I've been on has looked like mm. in order to understand my natural wiring better. Yeah. 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 And so along that
1: discovery type, now this might, the process This this might sound a little scary for some folks. I think it's wise to go back and understand your own story. So mm-hmm. for me to, uh, so I looked at my parents' divorce when I was six year old, six years old, starting, you know, before two years ago, but two years ago I looked at it. I'm like, let me hold this and examine it and say, What role did that have in me becoming the person I am? Hmm. What's useful about what I put into place? Outgoing, extroverted, don't know a stranger. I can charm any room. I'm fine facilitating. Mm -hmm. Those are all good things. Like I can know and love those things about myself, but then I can also hold the same thing up, crucible moment, and go, what about my parents' divorce did I put into place that no longer serves me? People pleasing, avoiding the negative experiences. There are times in my marriage when I think every, my buddy will, my buddies will say, How's it going? Like, how's your marriage? I'll be like, It's good. Everything's fine. You know, we're like humming along. Pandemic stinks. Like, we're being really conservative. We're good. And then, like, the next day, I get these signals from my wife that's like, Nothing's okay right now. And it's like, How did I Mm -hmm. miss that? So, at six years Mm -hmm. old, there's something that got built in my psyche and in my, personality of things might be really crappy, but I don't see them. That's neither good Mm. nor bad. It just is. But I have to know how that will impact me in relationship to others, especially those Mm. relationships, the earthly relationships that are the most important ones. So I think that's some of that question work of what's useful about who I am and how I am, what doesn't serve me. And, and then like, what might I do to change that? Mm. That's
0: where I would maybe start. I love that because I, I love these questions because it takes us into what, what what you described of like, it's less about the tool, it's less about the Enneagram, and it's more about this purpose of better understanding yourself and better understanding how, you know, as men of faith, how God wired us to be and how best we can show up as friends as husbands as fathers and as leaders right that's yeah. the whole purpose behind this thing yeah
1: that's right that's right and so that's why i raise it up an even like bigger level than that and i and so when i think about the triads we talked about and i think about core emotions so anger anger shame and fear you mm-hmm. can take any core emotion that you're most familiar with and and so i've got it written on a post-it over here what yeah. patterns am i noticing right now? And that could be in a conversation, that could be in a week, could be in a month. What patterns am I noticing? That could be in an acute situation as a leader at a company. Like, what patterns are you noticing? Then ask this question, how am I responsible for that pattern? Because we want to get others focused all the time. Like, man, if only Kurt would change. Well, you're not going to change Kurt. Change yourself. Work on yourself. And then this is where the core emotions come in. What role is fear playing in that? So maybe two sub-questions, and I'll repeat these again. What is fear causing me to do? What is fear keeping me from doing? Mm. And you could substitute anger. You could substitute shame. What is shame causing me to do? What is shame keeping me from doing? By the way, it's not the emotion's fault. I recognize that when you listen to that, but we're just trying to help you think through this. So, So it's like, what patterns are present right now what role am i playing and then what is core emotion fill in the blank causing me to do what's it keeping me from doing and that my friends mm-hmm. is if you can have the courage to look at those you'll be more self aware you have to have the guts to be able to work through not knowing all the answers too
0: that's powerful man i love i love those questions you you ran through and we'll we'll pull those questions out from from cool. the audio and drop them in the show notes so if you're listening to this podcast, you can drop down into the show notes and grab, grab that content, uh, from Jason. But, uh, I'm, I'm curious. So if we take the time to answer those questions and we do do this hard work, so what is for me, like, what is anger keeping me from doing, right? What do I do with that response? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. The answer to, let's say you get clear on what anger is.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, then there's more questions. This is where coaching, right? This is where coaching comes in. So, coaching versus counseling. Now, this is a really rudimentary definition. So, if you're a counselor, uh, email Kurt and tell him what the, how you would define it. I think of it this way. So, oftentimes, clients will call me and they'll say, I don't know if I need counseling or coaching. And so, I'll use a series of questions. And I even talk about the difference between the two. They can absolutely complement one another. And as a matter of fact, I have many clients who are also, you know, they have a therapist. They have a counselor huge fan of mental health um work i'm i use counseling huge fan of it i need it you're right coaching is a forward focused conversation it's goal oriented it's action oriented it's not about giving you the answers that i think you should have it's about helping you determine what your next step is i think of it as i'm standing beside you we're looking out into a dark forest and we both have flashlights but you are the person who needs to step forward because it's your life. I can't tell you where to step. Now I might help you examine what it would take for you to step wherever you're stepping, or I might help you examine the consequences of stepping in direction a versus stepping in direction B coaching in a nutshell. And you know, we use it in the context of corporate and business, but it's whole person counseling. Um, I I kind of talk about counseling as it there's a there's a connotation that something's dysfunctional or something's awry or broken is probably too strong of a word, although that's been true for my life. Something's broken, and I'm interested in examining why it's broken. Um it's more of a look back to understand patterns, to understand maybe what formed me in that in that regard. So that's how I would maybe separate the two. Um But like I said, they can absolutely complement each other. So, Mm -hmm. back to what you were asking, what do I do about that? I recognize this is the role anger plays in my life. If you can get real specific about a situation, then you can start to get clear on a path forward. So, I might, you know, let's say it was, um, I I got super ticked off about, I don't know, something didn't go my way or uh, I was in conflict with somebody and they insulted me. So, right, it might be like, "Well, okay. How would you like for that situation to be?" We're not even talking about anger yet, right? How would you like for that situation yeah. to be? I'd like I'd like for that conflict not to exist. Okay, well, what have you tried so far in regard to that conflict? Nothing. I just got ticked at that person and now I'm just talking about them behind their back. Okay, <laughs> and how's that working for you? <laughs> you know, like that's the shortcut version of maybe what coaching <laughs> could look like but it's often about helping people take a look at how they show up in situations, right? And eventually yeah, it's I really love that, about, man. you know, yeah. and it's about moving people to this place of just what's a small shift you might take in light of this realization.
0: I love that because in both it it, it feels like in both Settings, whether it's counseling or coaching, one of the roles of the counselor or the coach in that moment is to sometimes just give, ask the question that can help you give your perspective. What I've heard Bob Goff say is a quarter turn, right? Yeah. What, what would it look like to just give that perspective a quarter turn and maybe see it in a different way and in a different light? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, same as you, Jason, I've, I've benefited from counseling in different seasons of my life and I've benefited from coaching in different seasons of my life. And what has been the most helpful is just getting me to answer a question that I would never have asked myself so that I can get to an answer that I never would have allowed myself to, to get to a new perspective that maybe I never would have allowed myself yeah. to get to. And so I would encourage any, any man listening that feels like, man, it'd be really helpful to get outside of myself and do business with something that is really painful and hard that I know I haven't addressed in a long time or move past something and move into a new season of growth Mm -hmm. for myself. I would encourage it to get with a counselor, get with a coach that can help you help you move through that.
1: Yeah, man, we need, I mean, I, I use the term Sherpa all the time and yeah. we, we need Sherpas in our lives and coaches need coaches. Counselors need counselors. And, um, I, I do, I agree. We're not, we're not meant to live life alone. And, mm. uh, and, and, and oftentimes it's that strength of, it sounds so cliche. I get it, man. Uh, but it's like that cliche of, uh, you can't do it on your own you just can't mm-hmm. and and like muscling Boy. through whatever you're muscling through without community without support without mechanisms in place for getting and, re- and uh, receiving feedback you're going to get lonely at the top very quickly if you even reach the top whatever that is and and so yeah. i think it's all that more important to to build that community around you who's going to help 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 you forward. And whether that's people who know and love you or that's people who are experts in their industry who are going to help you serve you with their gifting. I think that's a really important um, way of thinking about it.
0: Yeah. So I have kind of two questions as, as we wrap up. Jason that that I'd love to to unpack and I hope for the men that are listening to this to to this series I hope that this has been again just helpful to hold up a mirror a little bit to take a pause and understand a little bit more deeply how God wired you what you were created for and maybe you've identified a couple areas where it's just important to um take action and action could look like inaction right yeah action could look like hey before i take that next step maybe i need to spend a little bit of time in the word or in prayer or bouncing ideas off of somebody or in counseling and coaching or maybe i do need to take that next step maybe there's something that god has been calling me to that i've just needed to really look at head on and decide how i'm gonna move forward and so i hope one of those two things are happening for you. I, I'd love to kind of uh, wrap this series up by answering, uh, Jason, helping helping us understand answers to, to two questions. How does understanding myself better help me grow in my relationship with the Lord? Um, and you maybe listen to this series and not be a believer, and that's totally okay. Um, if you are listening to this series and you are a believer, I think one of the things that American culture has told us is that it's all about us, right? It's all about me. And sometimes these personality yeah. typing tools or anything like that, it reinforces that story. When in reality, I've learned so much about uh, the Lord, about my creator, by understanding how he created me and how he created the people that I'm in relationship with. And so that that's kind of the first question I'd, I'd love to dig into with the time we have left, Jason.
1: Yeah. So how do you said how does knowing more about myself impact my relationship with God?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there's nothing about you he doesn't know, right? <laughs> already. I think it's uh, in some ways it's like more about holding up a mirror of like God being like this is who I've created you to be. I think you and I talked about this too. Is uh, on on two ends of a spectrum. Maybe it's like how would knowing myself better allow me to step more into obedience Hmm. to the Lord? And this is true for me in this season of life. I'm I'm scared of making some big decisions I have coming up. (laughs) Um, But then when I'm reminded of of how God has wired me and my gifting and the things that are going to trip me up about myself then then it becomes the question of am i being obedient am i really living out my calling am i living out my true potential and that so that's one end of the spectrum i think on the other end of the spectrum is is like um uh, Jason, this isn't how I've designed you. This isn't how I've created you. And in spite of little t traumas or big t traumas in your life, how are we? How are you in your own life making the old things new again? But also, how are you re? How are you stepping into um, becoming more of who I've designed you to be, and not allowing old patterns or old experiences negatively impact you from fulfilling my call for your life? And so, like that's how. And by the way, Kurt that is how i think about even the enneagram like i've struggled i had to hold it up and go objectively against my faith as a christian to say is this a new agey thing and and so yeah. here's where i've gotten this is as far as i've gotten maybe but i've heard what i've heard the commentary on where it came from and what it's not and i know a, a lot of evangelical um uh, churches might say, you know, this is not something you should be working with. And okay, I respect I grew up Southern Baptist church. Like I've got, I've got, you know, my own journey. And so what I say is if it's allowing me to know myself and be more compassionate toward myself and those around me, then, then that's okay. Like that's all right for me. And so I think that's a lot of what I would say around, um, our faith journeys and, Maybe Mm. the final thing I'd say is if you learn how to talk to yourself through something like the Enneagram, I'm saying this kind of more figuratively, and you understand your wiring, um, then it also allows you to maybe have a bit more of a map for potentially uh, what God might be calling you into in the next season of life. For me, that's Mm. Jason, Mm. you can do hard things, and it's different Mm. for everybody. That's what I would say. Yeah. Thanks, man
0: as an eight that likes action. I, I love that. Uh, yeah. I love that though. And and I would just reinforce to you as your brother in this deal that like I, in the short time that we've known each other, I've seen you do hard things. Yeah. Uh, and so I would just encourage you to, to step into that. And so as we kind of wrap up this series, I, I first just want to say thank you Jason for spending this much time with us and on on behalf of the entire grown man community and the team here, just want to say thanks for helping us as leaders. And everyone is that's listening to this podcast is a leader in some sense in their life. And I, 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 I want to thank you for giving us some tools, some questions, some opportunity to understand ourselves better so that we can serve others better. Uh, so thank you for that, Jason. And so the, the the last question that I'd love to kind of leave yeah. the crew with is, man, if you've listened to this series, I'm sure there are men that, have, that are listening to this series that are going, man, I need to do some of this work. Uh, and I'm really enjoying the way that Jason is walking us through this work. How might people reach out to you and what does it look like to work with you specifically as a coach?
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to share that. So. I think the first thing is there's some standard ways, by the way, this has been a blast. I've loved this conversation yeah. and, and um, you know, what's sitting around the bonfire. Uh, talking about this stuff look like you, you and I have agreed we're going to talk about this stuff anyway so we might as well record it so I'm I'm pumped, I'm pumped to be been, <laughs> been able to do it you know to work with me so anchoredleadership.com, anchor with an ed at the end leadership.com uh, I specialize in communication skills so public speaking skills presentation skills Um, As well as planning content that is uh, strategic messaging for companies and organizations and small business owners. That's what you'll see when you go to the website. But as you can sense, I do one on one and group coaching related to self awareness and emotional intelligence. And so uh, you can reach directly out to me, Jason at anchoredleadership.com. You can also go to the website. You can schedule time to, to chat with me or fill out the form submission. And uh, I typically, you know, I typically walk people through minimum three months of work at a time. So one-on-one coaching sessions, virtually. Uh, if you're local to Columbus, Ohio, I'll, let's hang. Uh, pending safety with coronavirus, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I typically work three to all the way up to twelve months with people um, around that. And I do intact workshops for teams, small and large
0: um, organizations. So those are some of the ways you can get a hold of me. Well, you know, as is uh, often the case, but somewhat unique, uh, sometimes we have you know the opportunity to have guests on the show that uh, I don't know all that well, and yet they have a ton of wisdom and knowledge to share with us. I I have gotten to know Jason really really well over the last several months, and I would just tell anyone that's listening that is curious to learn more about uh what jason could could do in working with with him as a coach and kind of the impact that he could have on your life i stand by his impact 100 so jason again thank you so much for jumping on here with me brother thanks for your friendship Uh, and congratulations on the newest addition to your family, which by the time this is released, will be like with us and living and breathing and, you know, being part of our world, which is amazing. Wild to think about wild to think (laughs) about.
1: Yeah, no, I so appreciate you having me on man. And Appreciate your friendship and, and, uh, just looking forward to ongoing conversations with you and anybody you have any, if you just have any questions, reach out to me too. I'm happy to answer those questions. Yeah. This isn't uh, oh yeah, you want time with me. You got to pay for it. Just reach out. That's fine. I'm happy to answer those questions. Awesome. Kurt, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the work you're doing. This work matters. And I know that everybody listening to this, mm. they get it, but this work matters, man. This is the way This is a huge part of the way that we're going to have an impact on this world as as men and followers of Christ. So thanks for having me. All
0: right, fellas, that is a wrap for our Enneagram series. Huge thank you to Jason Daly for crushing this series. Let's show Jason some love. Shoot him a note at jason at anchoredleadership.com. Tag him on LinkedIn. Let's just make sure that he knows that he's a freaking rock star for investing the time to help us lead bold lives. Remember, this series is less about learning about the Enneagram and more about learning how you are uniquely wired and created so that you can actively engage the world around you in healthy and impactful ways. If you're an Enneagram nerd, I really hope you found something new to go even deeper in your journey and in your relationships. If you still haven't taken the Enneagram and just totally ignored me all the way through this series, I won't actually know, so I really can't be mad at you, but I'd love for you to go to grownmanproject.com tools, grownmanproject.com tools to take the Enneagram for free and start applying what you learn about who you were created to be. We need more men of substance stepping fully into who they were created to be. So go to grownmanproject.com tools and take that free Enneagram assessment. Lastly, if you want to go deeper with the grown man community, we'd love to get to know you better. Go to grownmanproject.com community to learn more about how you can get plugged into a community of dudes that are committed to showing up as grown men in every area of our lives. Thanks again for listening to this series and I'll see you next week on The Grown Man Project.